Hey, it's me, Mac Monroe, the founder and CEO of Boss Builders. Attention, business owners, CEOs, and HR professionals. Do you have managers who lack the basic skills to be a great boss? Better contact Mac. Your manager's afraid to address performance issues with employees? Better contact Mac. Managers unable to complete the most rudimentary processes as a boss? Better contact Mac. You're pulling your hair out, wishing your managers would simply step up and do their job? Better contact Mac. Here at Boss Builders, we provide the basic skills every manager needs to be a great boss. We do this in three ways. First, our team of skilled professionals facilitate our signature workshop, Driving Results. This four-day program, offered in whatever time chunks you need, gives participants the basic skills to fix systems and processes, develop employees, and protect your house. We also offer our popular video-based Boss Builder Academy, which allows your managers to have basic skills training delivered to them in short, effective how-to videos, which are supplemented by our monthly roundtable sessions. Finally, we offer our driving results curriculum to organizations that want to license it and deliver it using their own in-house trainers. For more information on how we can help you improve the quality of your managers, better contact Mac. You can do that at bettercontactmac.com or reach us by phone at 931 921-2988. Well, hello and welcome to this episode of the Boss Builder Podcast, the podcast for those of you who are new to supervision, those of you who are in the role and are struggling, and even those of you who are thinking about eventually making the transition to management. I don't know if you know this, but everybody listening to this podcast has a brand. And if you are the boss, you have a brand too. The challenge, of course, is figuring out what that brand is and then asking yourself, is that brand the right one I should have? Our guest today is Patrick Bosworth. He's the president of Leadership Choice. And we're going to talk today about the power of a leadership brand. Patrick's going to talk to us a little bit about what a brand is. He's going to give you a great definition of that. He's then going to talk about how we all have a brand and how to identify what that brand is. More importantly, how do we identify what the right brand should be? And once we've done that, how do we create it? Finally, how do we continue to keep that brand? It's a great conversation. You're going to love Patrick. He's a great guy. And so with no further delay, let's meet our guest, Patrick Bosworth. Patrick Bosworth, welcome to the show. Great. Welcome. I'm glad to be here. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, you know, we met, I guess it's probably been five or six years ago working on a project together in Arizona. And then we reconnected at the Arizona State Conference last summer. And it was great to see you again. And then we met for lunch, I guess, back in December. And it's uh, it's just great to have you on the show. So before we get into the topic today, which is the power of a leadership brand, Patrick, tell us a little bit about yourself, your background and your company. Great. I'm uh, happy to do that. So um just, I guess, a little bit on the personal side. I have a wife and, and three children, uh, all trying to get out of the house about that age, going to college, costing me more money. You know, you know how that works, Mac. Mm. Um, so, a uh, company is called Leadership Choice, and my background is a field called industrial organizational psychologist. So, I always joke that uh, we're the nerds that create the assessments and the psychometrics behind uh, measuring human performance at work. 
and um, where that translates back into the leadership development side. So uh, we're a relatively small organization, about 12, individ- 12 people. Yeah, we're based out of the Phoenix, Arizona market in the United States and um, spend most of our days like you, Mac, uh, having conversations with people about how can you become a more effective leader and, and you know, what does that actually look like? Yeah. And that's why I like working with you. Your, your audience is a little bit different than mine. Yours are doing, you know, leadership development. Ours is really blocking and tackling the basics. But I do remember when we did the project for a client out there in Scottsdale, I think it was, you had done an assessment and I can't remember the name of it, but you did an awesome job teaching it and had really good examples and great video clips. Before we get into the brand part, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So we we do um, one of our very uh, popular programs is something called Connecting with People. And, you, you know, you mentioned blocking and tackling. I mean, you, you come across this all the time. One of the most common aspects that people struggle with in leadership is is communication skills, right? Understanding who your audience is. How do you then modify your message in order to be more effective? So what you experienced when uh, we met, well, that was, well, that was probably nine years ago, Mac, if you really no, start don't thinking. don't say that. I was hoping it was just fine. <laughs> if you start thinking about that. Um, so connecting with people, we use an assessment that we have called the iConnect, and it essentially becomes a big uh, factor in how you understand yourself, how you understand how to communicate. And as you mentioned, it's very interactive um, and people find great value in it. Um, but it's, it's, it's a good lead in. It's a very popular program. And frankly, I would imagine uh, your audience has all had some exposure to uh, kind of some of the blocking and tackling of communications, but, but it's certainly a, a way to en- enhance your effectiveness in, in a pretty quick manner. Well, the topic is branding today. So when I think of a brand, I think of that hot piece of iron you stick on the backside of a cow to put your mark on it. How do you, how do you define a brand, Patrick? That's a great question. And uh, it's, it's it's not the brand that you just described so much, although uh, you think about it, that brand on an animal that you just described represents um, quality. So if I see a certain brand, I can say, hey, based on that brand, I know that this particular individual has raised this animal in a certain way and has fed it certain things and has treated it a certain way. And that brand actually represents something to the buyer. Well, traditionally, a brand is that. It is a, a product or a service that promises to provide a distinctive value or quality. And in some cases, it's even in an intangible piece. So if you think about a brand, Mac, I mean, we, we purchase products, right, and services from companies that appeal to us. Uh, we may like one company or, or another. So let me ask you this question, Mac. Is there a do you have a favorite company or a company that you feel that you are loyal to their brand? Oh, without a doubt, it would have to be Southwest Airlines. I mean, I'll, I will fly them as far north as I can and then drive the rest of the way if I have a customer in Canada. That's how much I love those guys. <laughs> so so, so tell me why. why. Why is it? What about them? What about their brand or their quality or your experience is so appealing to you? Well, I don't worry too much about fares because majority of the time customers will will pay those when we do workshops with them, which I want to be sensitive and get low fares. So they are. I don't check bags very often, so I don't worry about the free bags. But here's what I love is the fact that they the staff will communicate with you when there's an issue. I love the fact that flights 
bored quickly. They're on a schedule. And so nobody stands around figuring out what to do. The goal is get people off that plane and get it reloaded and go. And finally, I just love the fact that people treat humans like humans and they have a sense of humor. And when you get off a Southwest flight, which flights are the probably one of the most stressful things, at least in my life. And I'm, I'm certain when you travel the same thing, uh-huh. but it, it, it sucks less on a Southwest flight. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite the brand. So, and if you think about that, they've purposefully created a, an experience so that people will become loyal to their brand and want to choose them in a very competitive space um, above all other airline options. So they have made that power of their brand very, very purposeful. Um, and if you think about it, I mean, there are some other brands if, if that people have uh, great experiences with, uh, others have less. So if you said, for example, uh, Apple, some people just love the Apple experience, others not so much. But there's a brand there, so there's innovation. There's um, uh, even look and image are a big popular part of that brand. So, so there is a purposeful brand. And if you think about my my wife's favorite brand has got to be Walt Disney, um, and that's more of an intangible. If you if you think about that intangible experience, it's more about how you feel than it is about waiting in lines and spending way too much money to go visit one of their parks. Right, it's more of a feeling. That's the intangible aspect of of a brand. So, if brands are a powerful thing, and in the marketing world, um, they, that's really what makes or breaks a company is is their brand. So, if you think about that for a minute, uh, we kind of shift this topic a little bit to to the power of that brand. Now, you can begin to think about the power of having your own leadership brand. Right. Um, if you think about it, Mac, I, I would imagine, you know, if you kind of go back, you know, a few days to your first leadership experience, if you will, or even management experience, um, most of us just kind of show up, right? It just kind of happens to us. Um, we often call that, you know, are you familiar with the term battlefield promotion? Yes. <laughs> Which just says you just happened to be there, right? Right. <laughs> the, the, the position became vacant. You were there. Congratulations. You are now the manager or the boss. And what the brand experience begins to shift is says, so what's a leadership brand, right? The leadership brand says it, it really becomes a personal brand to you. And it is a perception or an emotion maintained by somebody other than other than you, so that's how you describe these outstanding qualities, or, or or what influences, if you will, the personal relationship you have with other people is your personal brand. And in this case, we want to shift the topic a little bit more to your personal brand as a a leader. All right. So, if you think about this for a minute. Um, you know, everybody has a brand. So for example, if you were to identify someone and say, okay, I want you to, I uh, see so you have kind of a global audience. So let's, let's pick a, a, a name that's not very hard to, to not have a brand with. So if you think about uh, the current president of the United States, Donald Trump, instantly, everybody on this call just had a reaction to that name. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. And it could have been highly favorable or it could have been less favorable. But regardless, 
everybody had a reaction to that because he as an individual has a very strong leadership brand, probably stronger than most people do. But nonetheless, there is a brand. And with that comes thoughts of what is his brand promise, right? And so when you think about it as a leader, you, Mac, have a leadership brand. So when people think of you, instantly they will also have a reaction, right? Ideally, that's a favorable one, right? <laughs> well, one would hope. <laughs> yeah, one, one, my, one, my, one would hope the Mac Monroe brand is one that we go, I'm really excited about that brand, right? And then they begin to, to tell you in their mind what they think that is. So so if you want that experience, Mac, go go to about three people and say, when you think of me and my leadership brand, what, what comes to mind? And you'll find that they will be able to share that. And everybody listening to this podcast right now will also be able to have that same experience. If they will go to someone who works for them or they work closely with, uh, I usually would say, keep your spouse or partner out of there. You may get more uh, more feedback on that one than, than, than you want. But yeah, if they they'll tell do you that. What they, they tell you what you don't want to know and, and it make it sound like you really need to hear this. Well, it's you mentioned earlier this assessment, right? Anytime anybody takes an assessment, um, most times people say, wow, that's really accurate. I feel that that's pretty, pretty spot on. On occasion, somebody will say, mm, I'm not so sure how accurate this really is. And then you just encourage them, say, okay, to go take this to your spouse or partner or someone who you know really well, have them read it. And they'll tell you how accurate it really is. <laughs> That's the best part, isn't it? <laughs> Check. So, sometimes, sometimes their awareness is a little higher than our own uh, personal awareness when it when it comes to that. So, so the concept is we all have a leadership brand. We all have a a, a brand in the minds of others, right? That's the perception or emotion maintained by somebody other than you. So the brand exists whether we. Uh, want to or not, which kind of leads us into right the, the the question of well, if I have a brand, what should I be doing about that? Right? How do I proactively identify what that brand should look like? And so that's really where the the question starts to come in to say, you know, if I if I have a brand and I want to proactively manage that brand, and but and, and as you know, Mac, this is an ongoing process, right? What what you may have found beneficial when you were 20 years old in terms of what you thought was important, may not been, have been as important at age 30, which may not have been as age, as important as age 40, uh, 50, 60, et cetera, right? The, the numbers go on. Uh, we tend to modify, if you will, over time what, what's important to us. So, so brand isn't a one-and-done concept, right? It's a, an ongoing, uh, ongoing process. So, uh, question for you then, Mac. I mean, if you think about this, uh, and you as a as a leadership brand, um, how do we begin to identify our brand process? Any any thoughts on your end in terms of of uh, how we begin to look at ourselves as a brand or where to start? Well, I I would think the first step would to, and I'm guessing whoever's listening, there's probably been some eyes open saying. I, I have a brand. I didn't even know it. So maybe the first step would be, let's figure out what brand is showing up right now might be the way to start. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's a good one. Um, back to that question, right? Go talk to three people and that's say, right. how do you start as a brand? So to try to get a better sense of what 
the reality of, of way, the way people think of you are. And when you do that, you're going to have a reaction pretty quickly that says, ooh, I like that, or hmm, that's not so much the brand I'm looking to inspire, right, and right. and create. So that, that would be a great first step would begin to go out and, and get, get a little bit of feedback. Talk to some folks, make yourself a little more vulnerable, and then, you know, the true to form with any leadership um, skill set is you need to actually listen. Listen to what they have to say. Um, don't have a negative or positive reaction, at least not to them. You, you can have one of those, but don't get defensive or <laughs> or begin to defend your brand. That's not the intent. The intent is to just get a little bit of, of, uh, of feedback. Um, it's interesting, uh, you, you know, if you go way back in history, there was an actor named Errol Flynn. I don't know if you've ever seen those old pirate movies that are black and oh, yeah. white. He's always the guy with the sword. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he had a quote once that said, it isn't what people say about us, it's what they whisper. And that in essence becomes, you know, your your brand is what, what they're actually saying. So one of the things you can begin to do to, to identify what your own personal brand is, is begin to do kind of a self-interview, if you will. Um, and, and you can even begin to look at brands, you know, outwardly too, and begin to look at folks that you uh, uh, admire. Um, and you could begin to ask, okay, so who are some of the people I admire most in terms of leadership skills? And often people tend to turn to big names, you know, like Elon Musk or Steve Jobs or start to look at some of these bigger ones. I would encourage folks to start to look at leaders that are a little bit closer to them. Um, cause often when, when we see those big names, we get to see, you know, the, the, uh, purposeful image, <laughs> right. The, the, what they want you to see version. Um, if you get a little bit closer in terms of maybe some bosses you've had or someone you work with, uh, you tend to have a little bit better knowledge of, of the true, who the true self or who they really are as opposed to the public image. So start to look at brands and identify, uh, characteristics that you like about them as leaders and you can do the same as well you can identify uh, on the negative side you can look at things and say "Mm, this is what i don't care about their brand right or uh, the person that you know says one thing and does another but does it with a smile on their face right that's probably not the brand you you're looking to aspire to Uh, but you can learn from both positive figures in your life and and folks that maybe don't uh meet the same standards that you're aspiring to. So, so that's, that's definitely a starter point, right? Mac is to begin to look at, uh, get some feedback, uh, begin to look around and, and, and look at others as, as well. The, the next real step is to begin to say, um, uh, you know, ask yourself some questions, right? And you can begin to ask things like, you know, what was the most successful project I ever tackled and what made me successful, right? Begin to do some of the inter- introspection to say what what made me good at this. Um, m- maybe things like team role. What was the most important team role I've ever uh, f- fulfilled or, or been involved in? Um, you know, what are my go-to skills? Um, if you think about most leaders... Mac, most leaders are uh, really, uh, they're only, they're good at one or two things, really good at one or two things, and then pretty fair at everything else. So we don't have to be excellent at everything. We have to identify ourselves as, and to say, you know, what are my go-to, my go-to skills? 
why do people like working with me? And again, begin to we're we're just trying to hone down a little bit of what is our personal brand and how do we begin to 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 create that. Um, you know, what are our strengths? What are we what are we what are we good at accomplishing? And again, we, as we do this, we begin to identify kind of narrow our list down, if you will, of uh, what are truly my my great skills. So so for example, as we this is a little bit nebulous as we talk, you could identify yourself as um, very creative, or you could be known as the skilled planner, mm-hmm. um, which you know means you're accurate and you're detailed, and people know that you're the go-to in terms of uh, not making mistakes. So that might be part of of, of your brand promise. Um, you could be the creative person, as I mentioned, that is a very good communicator, um, a little bit more big picture, often thinks about, you know, what uh, the innovative aspect of, of things. So innovation could be a part of what you want your personal brand to be or your leadership brand. Uh, you might be the energetic guy, right? The one who's always keeping the the, 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 the ball rolling and getting people excited. Um, so these are just, again, you, as you begin to look at this, you begin to identify what are my uh, my attributes that really are the leadership brand I want to have. So let me ask you this, Mac. I'm going to put you on the spot. You ready for sure. that spot check? Um, I'm ready. So if you if you were to say, you know, here's the the Mac Monroe gut check. What is one uh, core attribute that you would say is important to your personal leadership brand? For mine, it would be creativity. I think that's that's huge, and and maybe in some cases the ability to explain complicated subjects in a way that everybody can understand. Yeah, that's good. And now, right? You're if you were to go to three other people that work with you and say, "Tell me what you think uh, in terms of my ability to be creative," then right, that's where you'd be able to get a little bit of feedback on that, where right. people would say. Yep, Mac, you are the most creative person I know, and um, you're always thinking of something new and adventurous, or, or right, or whatever, whatever you want that to look like. And so, right. but an important proactive approach to say, what is my brand? Because that brand that you now have is something that you now be, need to begin to inspire trust in your brand, right? That brand is other people's perception. So for them to have to be on the same page of what you want them to see, you have to be able to inspire trust in that brand. Well, how do we inspire trust on that brand? And that is by delivering on that brand promise. So if if your brand promise, Mac, is to say, I am creative and I'm always going to look at problems in a very innovative way, then that needs to be something that others see about you and consistently say, yes, I have trust in Mac's brand because he absolutely is the guy I can look to if I'm stuck or I need a little bit of of boost when it comes to innovation or creativity. And as you continue to um, deliver on that brand promise, then that's where the power comes because people say Mac's power is (laughs) his ability to be creative. And and I'm sure there are, are many others in that mix, but that's where the power of brand starts to come from is when you deliver on your brand promise. So it's not something we just write on the wall, stick on the wall and say, yep, that's me. Because ultimately, as we talked earlier, when you mention your name or someone's name, people will say, yep, this is what I like about that individual or what I'm not so fond about, 
with that individual. So we have to, to deliver uh, on that brand for sure. What else should we talk about with brand? I guess the one, one important part is, is we kind of mentioned a little bit earlier is that it's not a, a one and done, right? We actually have to make sure that we continue to hone our brand. And, and one thing that we also have to do is make sure that our brand remains relevant. So now that's an interesting thought because most of us have never really thought in terms of, of, of being obsolete or not relevant. Um, so often when we uh, talk to people in workshops and whatnot, I'll, uh, if it's a, we'll ask them how long, uh, how much time before your skill set becomes obsolete or unrele- irrelevant. Now, most people haven't thought about that before, and as they do, um, that will be really different. So we may have answers. So if somebody is in the IT space and they happen to be involved with cybersecurity, um, their brand as a professional in that case can become uh, non-relevant really quickly, right? How often does that how often does a new virus pop up or something change in the world of cybersecurity? I, I, I can't imagine what that world must really be like because it's just always changing. And so to remain relevant in their profession, they have to um, be developing their skill set all the time. Now, most of us don't have that sort of a time frame, right? We could have a matter of months or even years. And unfortunately, we see that within people's leadership. Uh, abilities is they're really good for a while, but they don't continue to hone their skills and they don't continue to develop. And as a result, after a certain time period, they're just not as effective as they once were. That power that comes from their brand promise just isn't as strong as it once was. So we often talk to people about, you know, how do you stay relevant? Well, this is where you have to make this again a proactive ongoing process um, it could be something as simple as even as a leader you know go find a mentor go find someone whose brand promise you really admire and uh, begin to to work with them ask them to mentor you and help you as a, a you know to continue to develop on your relevancy and effectiveness as a leader um, another one is we get busy. I think that's the problem today, Mac, is time, right? Is there ever enough time to get everything done? Um, and and you I can't create you can't you can't create more time is the problem, right? Time is a is a fixed thing. So when we get busy, sometimes we we let our personal development uh, go, or we don't stay a- active in growing and developing our our leadership brand. So even schedule time. I mean, this is where you get into uh, little simple things where you block out time. So, for example, uh, this is a great example here as a podcast, right? Listen to your podcast while you're commuting to and from work. Again, a way to continue to grow and develop your your skill set. So, so maybe the folks listening to this podcast uh, are actually the ones that are the most effective, frankly, at, at ma- maintaining their relevancy. So, you know, and this is where journals and technical journals and uh, podcasts and webcasts and all these little simple things. Even I don't know, Mac. Are you a, a fan of of TED Talks? I do. I love those condensed and and relevant and full of info. 
So great example, right, of saying, okay, when can we create 18 minutes? I think, aren't they all 18 minutes long? I think that's I the think magic that's number. I think that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So when can we create 18 minutes in our day? And maybe that's putting down some of the social media uh, long enough to, to focus more on something that's a little bit more developmental. Um, you know, not everybody is a great reader. Um, some people like to read, others don't. But uh, you can listen to books, listen to articles, read books, read articles. And if you really want to get uh, uh, effective as a as a as a new leader, um, that would be to I would encourage people to develop a learning plan, right? Um, make it a very proactive plan that says I'm going to do this, and here's what I'm going to work on over the course of of the year. And again, these are evolving, ongoing things, but this is how we 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 maintain our relevancy in our leadership brand. Otherwise, our brand becomes a little bit stale and uh, becomes less uh, valuable, if you will, over time. So we definitely have to stay to stay relevant on our brand. I love it. I, they do. They have a shelf life. Um, it's it's interesting. As you were talking, I was thinking about. So it, it seems like we all have a brand, whether we know it or not. The goal now is for us to create a brand that works and is relevant and makes us effective. I was thinking I had read a book, I guess it was maybe a year or two ago. It was written by Gene Simmons, the uh, lead singer of uh, the bass player of Kiss. And he said when he first came to the U.S. from Israel, his name was Haim Witz. So he realized that wouldn't work. So his mom named him Gene Klein. And then when he decided he wanted to be a rock star, he's like, Gene Klein does not sound like a rock star. So he, he said Gene Simmons. And then even in his book, he encourages you, change your name if it doesn't fit your brand. So that's, I mean, that's over the top, I guess. <laughs> but, but an interesting second thing that really came to mind as I was thinking about this is that a lot of my audience wrestles with this, this problem. And that is when they were an individual contributor, they were known as the person that gets stuff done. They were the ultra dependable one. They were the, the best salesperson. Now they've been promoted to the boss. They had a brand. Now that brand will probably not work. What would you recommend they do to change from their current brand of excellence to a more important, more needed, more relevant brand that is just as excellent? Yeah, it's a great question. I think a very common uh, a common uh, thing, right? We, we're great individual contributors. You know, you are the go-to person. And now you've been promoted to the boss and that same skill set uh, or what you are known for isn't necessarily what you want, right? You can even end up competing with your own uh, direct reports if we don't do that effectively. So step one is identify, hey, I need to make some modifications, right? Things have to evolve so that I can now not be the go-to contributor, but I can be the leader who facilitates uh, others being effective in their roles. So now that others are getting work done and I am facilitating that. And so you begin to say, all right, what does my brand promise or my brand attributes need to look like in this role? Uh, again, look at people outside, see who you really admire, see what they're good at, talk to your mentor, find out how they can help in that. And once you do that, you just begin to morph or evolve your leadership brand so that you are now truly a leadership brand as opposed to just a contributor brand. And I, I think that's the way, Mac, to 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 move into that more effective role as a leader of people. 
Well, it just, it seems to me, if you were the person that got things done and then you became the boss and continue to be that person, people might give you the brand of, let's say, micromanager. So we don't want to wear those kinds of brands. Yep. Well, Patrick, I've, I've really enjoyed this talk. This is a lot of great information. Um, the summary for me is it, everybody has a brand. You better make sure you create the brand you want and and be really, really cognizant of what people see. And I think that's gold for our, our listeners. And hopefully they have listened and listen again when you're out of the car and take some notes. Patrick, how can my audience get a hold of you and find out more about what you do and more about you? Uh, probably the old reliable internet, right? So if you want to go to our website, it's leadershipchoice.com, just leadershipchoice.com. Probably the best way to learn a little bit more about us, uh, reach, get a hold of me. It's, uh, probably the easiest way to track us down. That's awesome. Well, Patrick, thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule to be on the podcast and, uh, good luck in this new year. And hopefully you have an awesome year. Thank you, Mac. Appreciate it. Same to you. Well, thanks for taking the time to listen to another episode of the Boss Builder Podcast. You know, if you're listening to these as you are commuting to and from work, I would highly recommend you listen again when you get home just so you can take some notes. We do our best to get you great information. And sometimes if you're like me, you got to write the stuff down. On another note, for your further development, if you work for an organization and you think that it would be valuable to partner with us, which I think is a good idea, we invite you to check us out online at thebossbuilders.com. We have three options, our signature driving results on-site workshop, which our trainers come out and deliver for you. We also have our very popular Boss Builder Academy, which is video driven. And we also offer the option of having your organization license our training materials so that your trainers can go ahead and deliver them on-site. If you're listening to our podcast on iTunes or on Stitcher, the other thing we'd appreciate is if you could just take a moment and leave us a brief, positive, of course, review. That would really help us out a great deal. And refer this podcast to anybody you know that you think could benefit from it. Until the next time we meet, get out there, boss up, boss on, and more importantly, make a commitment to being the boss at being a great boss. Goodbye.